My guest this week on Assistance Together is Susie Sanders, the founder of Alchemy Virtual Assistance. Susie was an executive assistant to the head of HR for a global recruitment company. And after the birth of her son, she took some time to ascertain what she really wanted to do in terms of her career going forward. Susie talks about the three F's as she calls them, freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. She talks about how she has developed this including being able to map her own time when she's most productive, how she has developed and created a successful business around bringing up her son and she works with her husband Paul full-time in the business as he has become her business partner. Susie has developed an incredibly successful business. She launched the VA franchise model in December last year, which enables aspiring virtual assistants to kind of replicate and build their own VA businesses. But she has also written a book, The Alchemy of Virtual Assistants, Creating a Successful Virtual Assistant Business Around Your Family, which was published this year. Susie speaks so candidly about creating this new life for herself and her family, which gives her the flexibility and freedom to pursue the things that she loves, support people in the way that she wants to. And I really loved hearing her experience and story about finding the confidence to do this, finding out whether she had the business acumen and understanding of what was involved. I think she speaks so openly about this, which is tremendously reassuring for so many people who are considering becoming a virtual assistant. We also talk about the few things that she would tell herself at the beginning of this if she was starting again about how she could come to this process of becoming a VA and launching your own business. Um, And she has some incredible tips to share. I hope you enjoy this episode. It was a real pleasure to speak with Susie and I am very grateful for her time as I am with all my guests on the podcast that they take the time out of their day to speak with me and share their experiences. I hope you enjoy this episode. Susie, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to have you on. How are you? Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm I'm very well, thank you. All things considered, um, I'm happy and healthy and I've got nothing to complain about. But how are you? We're all good. We're all good. We were chatting before everybody that's listening and just, just saying that we've come to some kind of, some kind of new organizational normal in our lives because it's been a huge jump for everybody to work from home and take everything on and it seems to have leveled out a little bit for us do you feel the same way yeah absolutely I think we've kind of hit a level of acceptance um uh, and I think yeah we as we were saying earlier I think personally for me and the business and my life I feel like I've got a a pretty good rhythm now um because 
you know, my, my business, we we work from home anyway, and we've been Zooming and um, working remotely before it was cool. Um, but we've still had a massive culture shock. Um, and I think, you know, people that I'm speaking to, I think everyone seems to be kind of in this accepting, here's where we are, let's make the best of what we can situation. So it's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's we're moving into a more positive place now. And Zizi, for anybody that hasn't heard about what you do, tell us about Alchemy VA. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, my business is um, Alchemy VA. We're a virtual assistant company. Uh, I started the business in 2016 uh, based from my home office here in Northamptonshire. And um, oh, it's corny, but my little boy is my why. Um, I was an executive assistant for a, a board level executive at a global recruitment company. That was my corporate day job before I had um, my son. And I took a year off, went back and just kind of thought, what am I doing here? Um, and I loved my job. I just didn't like the way that I was doing it. So I wanted to kind of shake things up a little bit. And I was looking for what I now call as the three F's, um, which is freedom, flexibility and fulfillment. Um, and I, I wanted I wanted that in my career. Mm. Um, so um, I kind of felt limitless having created a human and brought him into the world. I thought, OK, I could start a business, too. Um, and, you know, it's not that simple. Um but we've we've been um, very fortunate. I don't believe in luck, um, but I think we've been very fortunate. The business has grown very organically, a lot quicker than I ever could have dreamt. Um, and you know, my husband's my business partner now, so we we both work from home together, which has been like oh, it's been amazing having him here in every level of support over this lockdown period. I think I would have been in a very different place if I hadn't got him. Um, in the business with me um, and yeah we launched our business as a franchise um, in 2019 so we now help others create their own successful alchemy virtual assistance businesses as well so it's been a crazy few years I think I've learned more um, and I've been challenged and stretched and grown more in the past uh, four years than I have in my entire career um, but that's definitely a good thing in my book I love it. I love what you're talking about, the freedom and flexibility and fulfillment. How did you how did you realise that that was missing in your kind of day job? Um, I think having some time out, which I now, you know, I've learned having time out to rest and recharge and reflect is is part of the process you know I think we perhaps as as um I'm hoping you'll agree with me as mothers we have the kind of oh we have to do everything all by ourselves all the time We've always got to just keep going mm. um I think firstly having that time to step back um helped me reassess I think becoming a mother um you know changed more than I expected and, um, I, you know, I was given a degree of flexibility, but I think I kind of had this realisation that I'd just been going through the motions for so long um, and that I had realised that there was more and that um, perhaps I could explore that. Yeah. So I definitely think it was that period of um, retreat, if you like, um, being on maternity leave and 
te- taking a step back and evaluating my my life really mm-hmm. um i think that was the, the the start for me and then obviously feeling um curious and empowered enough to actually start looking at options and, and working out whether it was a route that i could succeed in so i think it's interesting what you're talking about in terms of the period of reflection the people well, what people that i'm speaking to are also experiencing that because at the moment in terms of the pandemic and having mm. to work from home and reassess how things have been moving forward because we all are on a sort of trajectory aren't we in our lives and until something happens where you are yeah. forced out of for whatever reason it is forced out of the day-to-day routine you don't often or I'm talking about myself too obviously that we don't often have the opportunity to really reflect about what yeah. we want to create next so I feel like that obviously yeah. this has been a tremendously difficult time for so many people for other people in different ways it has also been quite a creative moment because there has been a sort of pause in many senses do you feel that in terms of the VAs that are more interested in coming on board perhaps now or people that you're speaking to is that do you oh, think a theme absolutely I would wholeheartedly agree I think um I'm I I'm I'm a real deep thinker. I I am very self-aware and I do a lot of reflective practices in my life because that, that I need that. Mm. And and actually from, you know, it's just I can't even find the words as to the situation we find ourselves in because there's so much hurt and suffering and grief and there is so much um that has been happening around us and I think I've kind of dropped into my little bubble a little bit. And I think we've all, we're all in, as someone said to me recently, and I thought it was beautiful, we're all in the same storm, but we have different boats. Mm. And, and, and that was powerful. I, I, yes, absolutely. We are all in this together, but in very different ways. And on a personal level, I've found, because I've got that self-reflective practice, I, I've not struggled in some respects but I think a lot of people have been given the the opportunity and the time to really reevaluate. and we've all been um you know really stripped back to bare bones of what is important you know at one point it was where where am I going to get a loaf of bread or some yeast from you know it's really really basic basic stuff we've all been pulled back to that survival mode if you like um you know connection community food and and those basic elements and I think a lot of people have found that incredibly difficult um on an emotional level as well as a practical one but I do also feel when I'm I'm talking or looking at my business now we've had um we did have a couple of weeks where everything everything was just chaotic and crazy but we have seen a steady increase of franchise inquiries from people who want to become virtual assistants don't know where to start and you know unfortunately they've they've, they're potentially facing redundancy or they're on furlough and again they've got that time to really think actually what do I want from my from my my life you know or my career and um, we've definitely seen a huge increase of of interest in the business over this lockdown period Um, and and I think that just is a reflection of, of of where we are and I say this, I don't want to kind of belittle or diminish how big the situation is, but I mm. think you can see chaos or you can see 
opportunity and hope. Um, and, you know, I think I said to you when we spoke before, I'm a, I, the glass is overflowing kind of girl. I, I always <laughs> have trained myself to look for the hope and the opportunity. And, um, and, you know, I'm quite tunnel vision on that now. And that's not to, you know, I'm not blindly ignorant to what's going on. But I just think for me, I have to have that hope and that vision. Um, and yeah, I, I truly believe it's a, an incredibly exciting time to for us as a business, um, but just for the industry as a whole as well. I agree. I think in many assistant roles, it's difficult to create a lifestyle potentially around the role, given that you're supporting somebody in a physical sense that you're in the office and you're there. And I know from my recruitment that so many requests for flexible working so many, you know, someone for someone to be able to do four days a week in the office and have one at home have been declined because oh, wow. there's this feeling that in certain industries yeah. specifically that assistants need to be physically in an office. Now, in terms of many people's circumstances, that's that's an impossible situation to be in if it doesn't work with your personal life whatever those circumstances are. So I can understand completely why it would be very appealing to step out of that and create a structure and a business for yourself with the skill set that you have. And this hasn't always been available for people to be able to advance their career in this way, has it? You know, it's it's a really exciting moment in some ways for people. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I was given, I was fortunate, I was given a fair degree of flexibility when I went back into my job. Um, and, and in some respects, I was kind of doing a virtual um, EA role just employed because my exec was, he had global responsibility or, you know, he was always in different offices anyway. Mm. Um, but I really found that, you know, working three days a week in a, in my role, I was, I was missing things. I, you know, there was two days a week where I wasn't around to minute take or I wasn't around. To, I was missing conversations. Um, I'd still kind of got a lot of work to fit into those three days. And it just I, and, and it, it's really difficult. And but I think, um, you know, we've all we're, it's been dubbed the working from home experiment. You yeah. know, everybody's had to just adapt. And, um, you know, not everybody is going to find that process easy, but then, you know, other people have been given a little taste of actually how can life be different. And um, I, I think Paul and I have been kind of having a lot of reflective conversations on this recently because I think it, it's difficult because I've, you know, when you are running a business, as you know, you are always on. Yeah. Um, you're always thinking about your business. You're always, there's always something to do. Um, so you have to be really disciplined. And, you know, my, um, my yoga teacher said something to me um, years ago, and it really stuck in my mind. And at the time, she was referring to my physical body. You know, she said to me, you're very flexible, but you, you don't have the strength there. And there's no point in having flexibility if you don't have strength. And I was like, okay, you know, that makes sense. We were, you know, I was trying to hold a downward dog pose for too long or <laughs> something like that. And, and actually, you know, that kind of came back to me more recently. I was like, oh, oh, getting a bit deep here. But that kind of, a, I, I 
that applies to my business because there and there, there's no point in having this flexibility as a virtual assistant if you haven't got the strength to put those boundaries in and be disciplined and prioritize yourself and um you know without the strength to do that there's no point um you're just going to end up creating a really stressful job for yourself that you never switch off from and and i think i'm far more productive now um you know it's been a a great period of of growth and adjustment creating my business but but now I'm far more productive because I can honor my working patterns I know I'm best in the uh, my brain's at at its best in the morning so I'll get up early I'll do a few hours you know I, I can build my working day it's in my control and I can work that to my advantage um whereas you know in a traditional job you're right you're expected to be at your desk in your office eight till six or whatever it may be and, you know, I think it's it's a huge cultural shift for companies. But I think as individuals, more and more people are are wanting to focus on their well-being and their over their working hours and, you know, their productivity over the, the time literally sitting up at, at a desk. I don't think any of us were designed to be sitting at a desk for, you know, countless hours each day. It's not it's not I don't think it's healthy. It's difficult to manage, but I, I have to say I haven't worked my, for myself for a long time, so I haven't had that limitation in terms of my own time. And I'm definitely like you. I, I work best in the morning. I'm pretty much mm. useless in the afternoon. I pick that up in the evening, though. I just have to have a yeah. bit of a brain break for a bit. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm the same. I um I like to. I mean, obviously, lockdown is not happening because I've got a very energetic small boy at home. But I like to have a little afternoon bath or an afternoon nap. <laughs> oh gosh, that sounds great. Mine's definitely not as exciting as that. I'm I'm really missing my naps. Like, you know, that's a very privileged problem, a isn't it? Nap. But um, oh, yeah, I I like amazing. a little nap. I'm an early riser. I like a little nap. But you could just couldn't do that in an office, could you? you I mean, I think pra- it would probably be frowned upon. <laughs> Practically, but also, yeah, I'm just going for my little 20-minute power nap. You'd be like, you know, you, you, your credibility would be questioned, wouldn't it, and your commitment. But but actually, you know, I, I know I need that, so I'm going to do it. So. And so when you started out as a BA, what was it like? I mean, I'm really keen because were you daunted and excited like all businesses when you start this element <laughs> of absolute excitement and terror that it will all go wrong but there yeah. is a lovely um feeling at the beginning of such enthusiasm too I think that kind of powers a lot a lot of people through what yeah. was it like when you took the step to to move into your own business and, and be a BA I was absolutely terrified um it felt like such a big thing I thought am I losing the plot like it I was so scared that it would fail or that I wouldn't be able to find work or you know all the kind of common fears um and now I like to kind of I think I was excited and I was incredibly passionate and I knew that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all in with anything. I don't have a, a stop button on really. <laughs> if I, you know, and I know you're the same. If I've made a decision, I will absolutely commit and I will give it every fibre of my being. Um, and, but, you know, I think emotionally I was not in a great place. Um, I had postnatal depression. Mm. So I was actually still 
uh, without realizing in a pretty bad place yeah when when I made the decision to start the business um so you know my confidence was just you know in a professional capacity was next to nothing um you know I think I'd just been I'd been going through the motions in a in a situation that that was you know my work environment was was to me very toxic and I hadn't realized so I was not in a good place um and um but but I I kind of felt like when you're I felt that I'd kind of hit rock bottom, if you like, in, in some respects. And I thought, what have I got to lose? Yeah. Um, and one of my biggest fears, because um, having being a support function in a recruitment company, I was really worried that I'd end up having to go back to them for a job. Yeah. Um, which, which sounds ridiculous, but that like would have been, I'm a very proud person that I would have been absolutely mortified if I'd got myself, you know, oh, it didn't work. Can you help me get a job? You know, I just didn't want to be in that place. Um, and, you know, I like to look at kind of, you're right it's that fear and excitement um balance and I think you know I'm not an expert on this topic but I'm pretty sure there's similarities on a kind of chemical level as to fear and excitement they're pretty much the same they're a similar emotion in in so many ways and I like to look at it as like a seesaw um so you know you kind of you're flipping between fear and excitement um (laughs) depending on where you are and now if I'm feeling a little bit terrified about doing something that's how I help make the decision like if I feel scared and I am scared I've got something to learn or I've got an opportunity yeah. to grow so that's kind of like a decision making indicator for me now um but yeah that I mean the fear is real and I think it's practical fear it's a financial fear it's an emotion like you're tapping into every area of your life that you can impact and when you decide to leave a job to start a business it's it's a huge decision mm. um it's one that's not to be taken lightly but also I think um it's something that generally we're not and I say we as in like us as a society collectively we're not taught to do we're not taught how to do tax returns at school we're not taught about entrepreneurship or I wasn't anyway you know maybe maybe this is just my experience but um it felt like when I was at school you kind of you do your exams you pass your exams you go to university you get a good job you know that was the kind of process and and actually you know that's kind of consciously subconsciously been drilled into you your entire life and then all of a sudden you want to go against that it, it kind of it, it, it's um it's it's a very complex decision a very complex situation um and yeah I think you know there are there's lots when you're making any life changing decision there is lots to consider um so yeah definitely feeling feeling the fear but you, what's that book feel the fear and do it anyway exactly <laughs> exactly I don't think it goes away, but it still carries on. Like you said, I like the way you talked about kind of reframing it and saying if it does feel frightening, then that's where the opportunity is. That's where the growth is. That's exciting. And that creates possibility too, doesn't it? It doesn't doesn't exclude anything when you think about it in that way. Absolutely. And I think um, when I think back on those fears and, and it was all practical worries I had, where am yes. I going to find work? How am I going to do it? You know, will I get the business stuff? Will I understand that? But actually now, I know now, I mean, I believe that um, probably I'm going to say 90% comes down to mindset. 
Mm. um in business and you know having the resilience and the drive and probably a little dash of of madness to keep yourself going um and you know I've done a I've, I've done an awful lot of work on myself and my mindset and my thinking processes and you know I don't like the whole comfort zone thing I think that's a really unhelpful term mm-hmm. um why would you want to get out of your comfort zone? It's comfortable. <laughs> like, exactly, that's the whole point. It, it, it's just, and little kind of, little switches and little flips that I've done in my thinking over the years. And, and I've realized that it is that, it is that mindset. Because if you've got the right attitude, if you've got the right outlook um, and, and perceiving things in a certain way, you're, you're going to overcome whatever you need to overcome. You're going to learn whatever you need to learn. You know, you, you've, it's it's that mindset that will just keep you in check and keep you driving forward um so i think you know i always um i always like to my default you know when i drop into like worry or anxiety about something i'm running through all of the like life-shatteringly awful things that could happen um and you know i've trained myself to to stop and and actually indulge in the what are the best things that could happen as well because you know why why would you not explore all your options and you know if this awful thing could happen then actually something amazing could happen too um so I think it's kind of you know a perspective um instead of just dropping into the negative all the time I mean I'm the worst for that but um you know I think we're all works in progress to some degree aren't we yeah absolutely I think that there have certainly been really challenging periods in my life where I have definitely gone down the negative thought process and I've had to consciously change that. Like, mm. And I mean, it's been like all day, every day for a good few months to be like, hold on, bring it back. It could yeah. be something different. And so I completely relate to a lot of what you're saying about that. Now, you've written a book about <laughs> about virtual assistants it's called the alchemy of virtual assistants you've got to tell us all about it and how you got to the point of writing a book what an enormous accomplishment oh thank you sorry that was a little bit of nervous giggling there because I still can't I still can't quite believe it um so yeah I've always wanted I I do believe the 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 cheesy everybody's got a book in them thing and I've always wanted to write a book even from when I was like a little girl I remember I'm a big lover of language and words and that was something that I was wanting to do um and um I started writing it a couple of years ago um because maybe it started as a bit of a self-indulgent thing I I felt like I wanted to document my business journey because you know in some respects it, it is it is it has been my business but also I've been undergoing such a a huge transformation myself as well and I felt like I wanted to record that and also we were you know from quite early on when I started the business I did have quite a few aspiring VAs coming to me asking if I'd got jobs going or you know asking how I'd done it and I was you know at the time sitting in my pajamas at the kitchen table going I went what um (laughs) and then I and I kind of thought oh well I kind of just started it started coming together and I thought right well here's a lifetime bucket list tick that I can do I can help people I started my business to help people yeah but I could help my help people in a in a really um time efficient way if you like I mean I've spent years writing this book but it's done now and I'm hoping that 
um, you know, oh gosh, even if one person takes something meaningful from it, I'll be very happy. So the books, um, a very holistic um, view of my journey and the challenges that I faced uh, building my business up. Um, so it covers some practical things, um, you know, uh, setting your rates. It's got my rate formula in there. It's got some really practical um, options for you to to, for, to explore um, and some kind of business basic stuff. But it's weaved in with a lot of the mindset stuff and um, a lot of my experiences as well. Um, so... I um I I just I still can't believe I've written a book. It's very exciting. I'm so I'm so excited about it. And when it first arrived and I had my author copies to kind of prove <laughs> through, I literally squealed. And then I sat in the I sat in the bath and was like, it's my book. And then I sat in the bath with a highlighter and a pen and I just kind of went through it and the bath was cold and you know it was it was a real kind of moment that I wanted to kind of preserve so um yeah I'm very excited about it. it's only been out a couple of weeks but it's it's we've had some lovely feedback and um reviews and things up there so it was a big it felt like a big deal that I felt it's probably the most vulnerable I've ever been yeah. um being so open and, and honest and and raw it really felt quite raw um so it was a lot it was a big emotional hurdle to get over I think the book was probably harder than starting the business I have to say um but I think it's it, you know I'm very grateful for the feedback that we've had so far and that people seem to be taking things from it so yeah and I've already started on the second book so <laughs> oh brilliant oh, I didn't know that that's fantastic I'm I, I can't reveal that just yet James, I'm still crafting it reveal yeah <laughs> But I love that that in there is the practical elements of it, but also the emotional side. And I think that's that is so vulnerable, isn't it, to ha- to be able to mm. express that. And I mean, I'm sure that's hard to write. You know, it's hard to put down what you were feeling and how you kind of got through moments of of difficulty and the practical yeah. sides of it. It must have been hard to do that. It was, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I, I found, I kind of, I wrote it, but I didn't really think about people reading it. Now, um, I'm going to explain that because that does sound ridiculous. I think it started as like a, perhaps a journaling exercise in some, some respects. And I do, I, I do have a, I do practice journaling. I find it very helpful, very therapeutic. Um, and so the, the act of kind of writing and documenting my business journey was quite a kind of therapeutic thing for me, I guess. Mm. Um, and then I kind of decided it would be a book and I kind of carried on crafting away and writing away. And then it wasn't until I was about to kind of press go on it. I thought I just, all these people started popping into my head and I was like, Oh my goodness. What's my mother-in-law going to think <sighs> if she, what are my clients going to think? You know, and all these random people kept popping in my head. I was like, people are actually going to, like read, read this it. yeah and that's when my self-doubt my imposter syndrome everything just came smashing onto me and I was like oh and it was it was suffocating but but I knew I had to push through it because I'd made up my mind I don't have the, the stop button I'd made up my mind I was going to do it and and also I kind of had this I, I I started my business to help 
people to create the the three F's for myself, but to help other people create that too. That was like hairs on my arms kind of vision that I had. And um, I kind of thought to myself, I kind of had a word with myself and said, hang on, you know, if you are really, you know, integrity is my number one core value. And if you're really clear on this vision, you've got to get uncomfortable. And the, the thought that I could perhaps help in inspire or guide or, or bring something positive to people that are reading it that's bigger than me feeling like I'm going to make a fool of myself or people are going to judge me that's bigger that that drive to help is is bigger and the possibility is bigger than me just getting shrinking away and putting it back in my drawer so I kind of <laughs> yeah cracked on because it's that in my drawer for a good couple of years and then it was this lockdown period and the things that we were talking out about before in terms of people reflecting and I was like oh now's the time um and again it's it it, it's bigger than me worrying what what people will think um so yeah I'd kind of dusted it back out and and got it finished and over the line and oh yeah it's been a journey (laughs) and now it's here it must have been so surreal holding it it just seems like it's just incredible It, it it was and again um the first thing I did was smell the book and that probably does sound a bit ridiculous but there's this physical book and there's something wonderful about the smell of like new books and paper and are you with me on this or have I just gone totally off track you're not on your own you're not on your own I totally get it I love I love books and I like I I have I, I feel like I should get a kindle but I can't, I can't make that step yet. So sorry to everyone oh, that's listening. That's like no. I'm ten. It's like years. Come on. I'm with you. I, still I am really with like you. A book. I and and even more so now because it's. It, it, I think the the value in having a something tangible to hold and, and in this digital remote lockdown world, I think it, there's something quite simple but magical about having a tangible book um and I I'm I mean the book's available on Kindle but I'm sorry I'm a bit anti-Kindle too I like to hold a I like to hold a book and really absorb in it so yeah and you know in the book you're going to outline things in terms of how to get started and everything but kind of things do you think you might be able to give people who are listening who with so many people that want to take that leap or aren't sure from your experience as someone who's really done this yourself what what kind of things do you think that people should just think about at the, just from the get-go oh that's a great question there's so much but I think um I've probably got my three top tips if you like um I think the first one um is to define your success um I think success is a very subjective personal thing and um if you're going to be achieving anything in in your life or in your work you need to know what the end goal is um and you know be really clear on that and that's important because a if you don't know where you're going you're not you're not going to know when you've arrived but also from a motivation perspective when you do have those really horrendous days that you're kind of thinking what have I done? <laughs> you need to be able to pick yourself up and remind yourself what, what, why, what have you done? Because you want to get there. Yeah, so I'm really I... laughing. Sorry, because I recognise that what like, <laughs> you know from a long time ago. What have I done? But it was a real like it wasn't it wasn't in a negative, but it was just that realization. 
oh yeah <laughs> I I yeah it's this overwhelm almost isn't it mm. it's like oh gosh what have I done and I, I've really felt that um I, I mean I I'm feeling that like now just in different ways and I think as the business has grown the response your my responsibilities have grown sure. and you know it doesn't ever go away but I, I do think that having a real clear vision of what successful virtual assistant business looks like to you yes. um and and I go into that um oh gosh I'm, this sounds like a corny sales pitch but I do go into it in the book but it's not just financial it's not just practical it, again it's you as a person and your life what's going to work for you what do you want what's what is the dream yeah um and I think you know defining success would absolutely be my first tip um a great one by the way thank you it is so varied you know yeah. like, there's everybody you know people say you're starting a business do you want it to be like this do you want it to be huge do you want it to be and also throughout the business life you have to keep reevaluating what yeah. the goals are and so it's a great thing to get into practice with. I certainly didn't do that at the beginning of mine. And I wish I had. I wish I'd been able to say these are the things that were really important right mm. from the get go. Oh, I, well, I think, you know, go easy on yourself because you've, you've, built, <laughs> you've built a very successful business. And, and I think you've kind of touched on a point and another important point that, um, yeah, you've got to evolve. Everything has yeah. to evolve and grow with you and I think one of the huge things that I struggled with when I started the business is I'm a little bit of a control freak and I'm a massive perfectionist and I I was getting really overwhelmed with having to get everything absolutely perfect um and you know I'm not saying that you know I do things I don't do things slapdash at all um but I had to find this balance of good enough for some things because yeah you, when you start up on your own, you, you've got to do everything. You haven't got the time um, necessarily to be able to do everything absolutely perfectly. You just need to do it good enough, yeah. you know. And for all the stuff that I wanted to develop for the business, um, you know, like I wanted the, the beautiful website and we have that now. But I had to kind of just get over my get out of my own way and accept that maybe I I. I it wouldn't be the most perfect beautiful website that I wanted to start with but I would evolve and I would yeah. grow and that would come with me so um yeah because it is a journey isn't it I don't think totally. you ever really arrive because when you you do get to where you want to be you're setting a bigger goal or you know you want to try yeah. something new and that's I think the most beautiful thing about having a business is that you're you're steering your own ship aren't you and you're you're in control of your own destiny in so many respects that it's exciting that possibility um but we've gone on off a little bit of a tangent then so um no no don't I love it I do that a lot so um you're um, good you brought it back well done (laughs) I I know I've got my notebook here I'm organized so my second um tip um would be to do your homework um in in the sense of you know if you're serious about starting a business it's a pretty big decision explore all your options um and and I think that should absolutely be done after you've decided what what your goal is mm-hmm. um you know look at your look at your options um how do you uh, what's the best way that you're going to get that goal do you want to look at a franchise do you want to become an associate do you want to get on you know those job 
job boards um, for freelancers. You know, look at all of your options, explore them all um, and make sure you're um, you're really clear on what the options are and what they mean for you. Um, So I think that would be my second tip. Mm-hmm. And and the third practical thing, I think, um, is something that I feel is a bit of a, perhaps it doesn't, it's a bit of an undervalued skill, perhaps. I don't know if that's the right word, but be resourceful. I think um, as a mother, I think I've, I've learned to strengthen my resourcefulness and my kind of adaptability. But I think a lot of assistants have so many really valuable tangible transferable skills um that that work in business and um it's it when i when i say resourceful i kind of just mean work with what you've got yeah um don't try and be something that you're not or 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 do something that you're not just kind of again maybe you know sit sit with yourself for a bit what is it that you're good at what do you have to offer what is it that you want to be doing and what what have you got on your side? What people can you rally to support you? What, you know, what funds or resources can you get available? And I think, you know, really kind of make the absolute best and most out of what you've got where you are right now. I think um, that would be, um, that's something that I always strive, or I've always strived to do anyway. Um, I don't know if it's resourceful, the right word. Yeah, I think so. I think it is. I think, I completely understand what you mean. I think there's so many assistants who are tremendously entrepreneurial anyway. You can hold so many different thoughts in your head at the same time. You can plan yeah. things well. You can organize things. You're fast on your feet in terms of emotional responses and practical responses. Yeah. You know, there's an enormous amount of that that goes into having your own business. And I think you are spot on in that you have to look around you and say, if I've got a computer and I've got a phone these days, you've got a lot to start with in terms of starting mm. a business. And there are, you know, compared to when I started my business, there are so many great resources that offer you yeah. know, free. You can make websites yourself. You have the opportunity to kind of create all of this in a different way. And most likely, if you are an assistant, you've, you've got most of the skills and understanding about how to make it work so absolutely I agree with you absolutely I think um yeah there's a lot you've touched on all the all the key points there for sure and I think you know it's that getting things done and proactiveness and resilience as well um you know there's all these things that you do need in business and I am still kind of I'm still becoming aware of just how much my career and my jobs have set me up for business and how much that I'm still that valuing what I've learned in um previous roles or you know I I don't I think everything gosh I feel like we're getting a little bit deep today but I feel <laughs> like everything you um and I love that by the way um everything you experience every everything you know there's no such thing as coincidence in my book and I think everything you go through and you experience sets you up for where you're gonna where you where you need to be um Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to no, be getting like too it. deep in the rabbit no, hole here. <laughs> I think it's lovely. I think I understand exactly what you mean. You can start as Steve Jobs said to connect the dots as you start to see things mm. change in your life, can't you? 
yeah and things lead one thing leads to another and without those things whether they look relevant or not at the time they do have relevance in the future because you'll utilize it and it's been great to talk to you I love the idea of you know you taking that leap into building something for yourself and in the way that you wanted to which is very empowering for a lot of people and 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 I think that the volume of people that are interested in becoming a VA shows that that kind of group um, hope of mm. transforming something for themselves and the way that they work and hearing your story, I'm sure will really inspire people to look more deeply into it. Oh, thank you. I hope so. I hope so because you know I'm just I'm just a one girl with a dream, <laughs> and you're realizing it. You've published a book. And a successful oh. business. Amazing. Thank How can people you. get in touch with you, Susie? Um, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, if you look up Susie Sanders or Alchemy Virtual Assistance, you should find me. Um, but if you go to our website, all of our social channels and our contact details are there. So that's alchemyva.co.uk. And then you can pick your channel of choice. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll put all the links in there. In the show notes so everybody can get in touch. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been really lovely. Thank you. to talk to Susie today her real enthusiasm and passion just shines through and I hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you took a lot away from her experience and she's incredibly open about the process of everything over the last few years which I really appreciated all the links to her book and how you can get in touch with her are in the show notes and I will be back next week with another guest. Have a fantastic week. Take care.